Welcome to another episode of Iron Sharpens Iron, Talking Faith with your host, Dr. Ellis O. Henderson. Listen as he shares his faith journey with intentional application methods to inspire, motivate, and activate your spiritual life to develop a deeper connection to the one true source, Yahweh. This is a Faith Becomes Sight production on Black Talk Radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. E. Good evening, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of Iron Sharpens Iron with Dr. Ellis O. Henderson. I want to thank Black Talk Radio for giving us this platform. I want to thank my friends Tracy Ross and James Slashmo Gates for the introduction of the song New Beginning. Today, I have a young man on who is, I think, one of the most outstanding young men I have met. And so and since my time been in the wheelchair, I've met two outstanding young men. And this young man, I'm excited to bring on. His name is Michael Michael. How are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you, sir? I- I'm doing very well. Michael, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, number one, and then how you and I met? Uh, yes, sir. I am a United States Marine. And on my way home from boot camp, I heard that one of my best friends had sadly passed away and I went to his funeral and then I met you and you said this amazing beautiful speech it was so great mm, praise God yes sir so, so you were at the funeral yes sir so for, for those who don't know um a young man Josiah Washington I'm sorry Josiah um, Williams um died of a, of a fentanyl overdose about I think it's in July 29th and he was in the hospital, uh, we were praying for him, and unfortunately, he didn't make it. And so we funeralized him on Sunday, uh, I think it was in Stanton, Virginia. Um, and then we had a repast in Cars Creek, Virginia. And I'm from Lexington, Virginia. And Michael, where are you from? I'm from Stanton, Virginia, sir. And so you graduated from what high school? Stanton High School. And so did you recently graduate? Uh, yes, sir. I graduated about four months ago in May, and okay. May 20th, actually. And then I went to ship off the boot camp May 23rd. Wow. So you was out of here a week after school was out. Yes, sir. So it was two days after I graduated. So how was boot camp? It was a really interesting experience. It was It was tough at times, but they break you down to build you up. No, and well, what- when I met you on Sunday, you said something to me that, that shocked me. You said the Lord, you relied on the Lord heavily to get through boot camp. Yes, sir. I sure did. Can you speak about that, if you don't mind, you know, being a little more transparent about that? I don't mind at all. So when I was first there, actually, I'll start back a little bit further before boot camp, because this is when he was really speaking to me. So I was in my recruiter's office, and... You know, we were there doing physical training together. And I usually leave like right after physical training. But just for some reason, I felt like that day I had to stay there. And it, my ship date was supposed to be June 11th. Mm-hmm. But, and then I got this call, my recruiter did. And he was like, just a second. I got to talk to Michael Michael. When I finish up with him, we can go ahead and talk. And he's like, actually, this is the guy I really need to talk to. Because I'm a reservist as well for the Marines. Wow. And he was like, would it be okay? Cause he gave me the opportunity to go in a little bit earlier. It's like, would you like to go in a little bit earlier? And 
just deep down inside with all those scenarios, like me staying just a little bit later than I usually would. And just the feeling of it, like, and Delore was calling my name to go in a lot earlier than I should have. And once I got there, I prayed to him. I was like, Lord, if it's for me, please keep me safe through boot camp and let me become closer to you. Because mm. before I was close to the Lord, but I really got close to him in boot camp. Mm. So when did you first get saved? When did you accept Jesus Christ as your savior? <clears throat> I he I accepted him as my savior about two years ago. I got baptized at Linden Heights Baptist Church. And and what what situation led you to get baptized? Um, I felt like he was like, really calling me. Like it's hard to explain, really. Except like I knew he was there in my presence at all times, and I've always prayed to the Lord. And he's mm. always answered my prayers, no matter what. And so so what, were your parents Christian? Your mom and dad Christians? <clears throat> yes, sir. My grandparents are. Your grandparents. So who, who were you raised by? Your grandparents, your, your mom and dad? My grandparents, sir. Amen. I'm sorry. So so uh, is, is there any reason why you were not raised by your mom and dad? Um. Well, when I was younger, evidently, before... Another set of grandparents was taking watch over me because my parents were like, they're partiers and they really didn't want to have much for me, evidently. Mm -hmm. So my other grand, and then my grandmother, Bennett, she passed away. And then the grandparents that are my guardians now, the ones who took me over and they've been with me ever since. Praise God. Thank God for them. If it wasn't for God, there's nowhere knowing where I would be right now. Wow. Wow. That's pretty amazing. So if I may ask, when you were in high school, what 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 kept you? I mean, there's obviously drugs there. There's obviously a lot of other things taking on going on. Um, so from what I heard, that you were you were pretty you were pretty a good I mean, you were pretty pretty close with with Josiah, right? Yes, sir. And so that means y'all did a, y'all hung out together, so on and so forth. Yes, sir. So during those times in high school, when God was calling you, at what point did you separate and, and begin to do your own thing? So it was at the beginning of high school when I started. I used to run in middle school as well for sixth grade and up i ran cross country oh wow and then i started running track and me and josiah ran track together and mainly track is what kept me away from all that because i've ran constantly i I wanted to become better and i knew that drugs and drinking and the lord just didn't want me to do that amen and i like I just wanted to become a better person, and I knew that drugs and stuff like that would not have helped me at all. It would just have hurt me. Mm. Wow. So, I mean, how did you know that? I mean, what gave you the foresight that other kids your age didn't have? The Lord showed me that every time I did something, I got a little bit better at it. Just a little bit, so that he knew if I seen that little bit of improvement, I'd pray to him and seek for more improvement, more mm. strength. 
and for him to guide me where I should be. So you've been seeking out the God's face. No matter where you were, you've been seeking out the God's face to be a better person. Yes, sir. Wow. So going, going back to, you know, when you first got called by the Lord. So you gave your life to the Lord about two years ago. And you got you got baptized about two years ago, right? Yes, sir. So did you let your friends know that you were saved? Did they know that you were saved? And how, how was that transition for you? Yes, sir. I let all my friends know I was saved, and they were very proud of me. And mm-hmm. actually, some of them come started coming to church with me. Oh, wow. So you mean that when you told them that you were saved, that your friends began to come to church with you? Yes, sir. Now, were you evangelizing? Were you discipling them? Yes, sir. And, and what led you to do that? So what led me to do that was, like, when I got baptized, I was really, like, I knew the Lord was there, and I was like, I have to seek out and spread his word. Hmm. And that's what I did. That's, that's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. And <clears throat> when you came in on, um, into the fellowship hall on Sunday, and I, I, I'm not sure who you were, who you were talking to, I recall looking over there at you, and it was like a bright light around you. Yeah, you were talking to Reverend Bunch at the time. You was talking to Reverend, and I kept looking over there. I'm like, who is this young man? I mean, there there was such a um, uh, a, a, a light of goodness, um, kindness, humility, power, and strength over you. And I, I don't know if he was aware of that, but I was kind of drawn to that. Because just not just how you were standing, I knew he was in the military, but it was just something special about you. Right. And 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 I, I still say that. I mean, I've been telling everybody about you. <laughs> I've been telling everybody about you. So I hope you, you know, please let your grandparents know that they did a great job, that you were an outstanding young man. Thank you, sir. So once you graduated Stanton, no, I'm sorry, the Stanton High School? Yes, sir. Once leaving Stanton, were you afraid to go to boot camp? I was really nervous. as I like. They always told me you can't prepare for boot camp no matter what. I was preparing for the physical aspect of boot camp because I was, I was running track. I was a great runner. No, I lifted weights. But in a way, I knew that there was no way of preparing for it. Mentality, the mental state. Like I knew it was going to be a completely new climate, a new change. They were going to be a little bit more stricter than the normal civilization. Mm. So you said you knew that going in? Yes, sir. I knew like it was there, but I didn't know how much it would really affect me. So the night before I left boot camp, I prayed. I was like, Lord you please just let me get through this. I am terrified. And after that, after I prayed, I felt like this warmth and protectant come around me. And I knew he was there in my heart. Wow. Okay. We're going to take a brief break. We're going to stop right there. Michael, sir, thank you for sharing that. 
but, but I want to I want to stop right there, and then when we come back. I'm going to ask Michael to build on that and what happened after he got that warm feeling in his heart. Once again, you're on Black Talk Radio, listening to Iron Sharpens Iron with Dr. Ellis O. Henderson, and I have as my guest tonight, first class, Michael Michael. We'll be right back in 30 seconds. Thank you very much. Now I'm not a writer. Okay. Black Talk Radio, since 2008, providing new black media for the masses. We're back once again right now with Michael Michael on Iron Sharpens Iron with Dr. Ellis O. Henderson. Michael Michael is a recent graduate of Stanton High School in Stanton, Virginia. Um, Michael just completed his first three months of boot camp. He is a Marine as well as a Marine reservist. Michael is also going to Eastern Mennonite University on a track scholarship. Um, Michael shared previously on the first half that um, he's been raised by his grandparents. Um, that his parents decided not to raise him. And um, he's raised by his grandparents and he got saved and he had got baptized. And before going to break, Michael shared before going to the night before boot camp, he had prayed, asking God to comfort him. And he felt a very warm sensation in his heart. And so I'm asking him if he can expound upon that. You still there, Michael? Yes, sir. Can you expound upon you saying that when you prayed, you felt a warm sensation around your heart? Yes, sir, I sure can. Yes. So every time I pray to the Lord, I always feel something like really warm in my heart. And that's what lets me know about which direction he wants me to go. Mm. During throughout boot camp, I've always had that, that safe feeling. He was there always holding my hand all the way through. And especially when I went to worship him and the weather facility center, which was where they held worship at for the Lord. And that whole room was filled with joy, warmth, and it was like, it felt like the safest place to me. Hmm. Then Unbelievable. So you were worshiping as well. Yes, sir. So tell me about your worship experience. I mean, what what is worship to you? Worshiping to me is praying to the Lord and reading the Bible and finding those certain verses that really stand out to you and use them to push upon later and further into boot camp. That's what really pushed me. And worship doesn't always have to be in the church for me. I think you can worship the Lord anywhere, in the field, at home, in your bedroom. It doesn't have to be some sort of church you have to go to or someplace like that. To me, worshiping is talking to the Lord and just knowing that he's there and thanking him for all he does for me or us and for what he does for the world. Now, do you like certain groups? Do you do this in the music that you sing as well? Yes, sir. 
So you sing or you play instruments? I don't, unfortunately. I wanted to learn an instrument before I went to boot camp. I wanted to play, believe it or not, the banjo. Really? And I just didn't have enough time to really be able to do it with all my tight schedule I had during high school. Mikey, you have a little, you have a little, a little sound in the background. I'm not sure if um, is the wind blowing or something. Are you outside? Yes, sir. I apologize. Yeah. My house no, is a little okay. loud. That's okay. That, that's a fine. That's okay. Stay right there. Stay right there. We're fine. We're fine. But but um, so so you said you played a banjo. Yes, sir. At least a oh, little. Oh wow. Bit. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. When you were in boot camp, I mean, how many how many other Marines were inside the fellowship hall? There were probably about, I want to say, at least twelve hundred people in there. And and give me the nationalities and races of people around you. It was all mixed in there from all over the world. Mm. Really? Yes, sir. So what did it feel like to be around people who didn't look like you from all over the world? You all worshiping the Lord. What did that feel like? It felt great because I, I've always wanted the feeling of everybody coming together. Ah. The Lord. So it you really, believe, say it again. It really made my day to see all of that. The first time I walked in and all of the people were all together. Washington. Isn't that amazing? Yes, sir. That's amazing. That is amazing. So, you know, so growing up in Stanton, and to me, Stanton is very much like Lexington, Virginia. Um, one of the things that I saw amongst y'all is that, and I, I really have never seen this since I left Lexington, is that there, 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 were, there was like a mutual love and respect. Like y'all were like brothers and teammates. I mean, it wasn't about race. It wasn't about male, female. It was, I mean, I, I saw a closeness, a unity amongst y'all. Was that, was that an accurate perspective? Yes, sir. And, and how was that? How was that developed over the years? Um, so over the years, we started to like, when I was younger, when I first started being introduced in like, you know, the uh, high school and middle school, we started to grow with like sports. We all go to like the sporting events together. Um, I see my coaches there, my teachers there. And it's kind of like a smaller town. So, you know, like the saying, if it's a smaller town, everybody knows everyone. And right. it's the truth. Almost everybody knows everybody. Hmm. And it really hits hard when someone from home ends up passing away. Especially yes, when you've known him for over 13 years. But he's in a better place, and the Lord wanted to call him home. Amen. Mm. And everybody has a certain time to go home, and he knows exactly when it's going to be. You are very wise. You are very wise. Thank you, sir. You're very wise. You know, I your perspective and your outlook on, on, on life is, is, is very unique for someone of your age. And you're, you're 18, correct? Yes, sir. I just turned 18, August 12th in boot camp. I actually became <laughs> a Marine at 17 somehow. You just turned 18 years old. Yes, sir. And, and you speak as, as though you're 40 and old, like you're my age. 
You're very wise. Thank you, sir. There's an anointing on your life. Thank you. I, I think I, I I mentioned to you in first in first Samuel about David, how David <clears throat> had an anointing on his life. Yes, sir. Did you get a chance to read that scripture? I had a chance to read a little bit of it, but if I'm being honest, I, I kind of fell asleep that night because I was running off for <laughs> two hours. So you just got back. So you just got back home. Yes, sir. And when do you leave to go back to return? <clears throat> uh, I leave Monday night to return to Camp Lejeune. And then what's next for you once you return to Camp Lejeune? <clears throat> So we have this thing called uh, MCT, which is Marine Combat Training. And this is where you learn about, like, how to do things in the field and how to survive out there if it was, like, war. Mm. And it starts to get you comfortable with, like, all the other, like, little bit of weapons they have. And I'm pretty sure even some, like, combat, like, fighting techniques most likely as well. And how to survive with, like, fairly little food or water. You learn how to conserve. Oh, boy. So are you prepared for that? Yes, sir. Is, is, is there any way to get around that and do something else? Not that I know of. But so I know every Marine has to go. Every Marine has to go through this. Yes, combat sir. So it's either MCT, which is like I said, Marine Combat Training, or it's ITB which is infantry school. And you have to, every Marine has to go through either one of those two. So what's infantry school? So infantry is like the people who go out there and they shoot the rifles and the big guns, basically. Oh, oh they're on the front line of the war. They're on the front line, yes, sir. Okay, so 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 they're on the front line. So are you guys on the on the back line of the war? So with my MOS, I'll be right there with them. I'll be building their bridges and I'm pretty sure also destroying some as well. So when war happens, those in infantry school, while they're fighting, you guys are destroying bridges and building bridges. Yes, sir, and also like digging foxholes. They said, I'll learn more about that when I go to MOS school, mm -hmm. which is about eight weeks from me. And sometimes the MOS schools vary how long they are. So I know also aviation is like a year and supply school is either between two to four weeks. And so what is your route? What is your direction that you're going in? Right now, my direction is to continue with the military, but shift off the rails of the military just a little bit to go to college and learn more about engineering and also pursue my dreams of running track. And then also another dream or goal, I should say, is I also want to make it to the Olympics one oh, day. Oh, wow. In the name of Jesus. And the Lord has rode with me all the way through so far, and I pray that he rides with me the rest of the way. And I know he will. We're praying and we're believing that. Yes, sir. We're claiming that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, so, sir. Which, which Olympics would you, will you be in? Um, I want to be in the 400-meter dash. 
the 400 meter dash. Yes, sir. And, and, and what is your time right now? Well, when I left high school, it was around between 48 and 47 seconds. Did you, did you win, the, did you win the, the state? Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to go to states or regionals because I left earlier for boot camp. See, before oh. I was able to go through all the way through states and then leave for boot camp right after. But I knew as soon, like I said, as soon as the Lord called me to go earlier to boot camp, I know it was like right then and there I had to go. So I don't know how fast um, um, 48 seconds, seconds is, but I know how far 400 meters, which is one lap around the track, right? Yes, sir. And you're telling me you do that in 48 seconds? Yes, sir. So what is the world record? The world record is 43.03, I believe. And, and who's, who's the owner of that world record? Um, I can tell you. Because that's pretty fast. Yes, sir. You're, you're, you're telling me that you, you can run 400 meters in 48 point how many seconds? Between 48 and 47 seconds. They weren't exactly <laughs> timing me when, because I run the 4x4 four four and I was the last leg. But I know as soon as I come to the clock was, they told me it was around 48 to 47 seconds because it was moving pretty quickly to say the reaction of when I come to the line, they just looked away. Oh my goodness. That's pretty fast. P please send me your, your track schedule at Eastern Midnight. I definitely will, sir. So, so who who's the owner of this world record and the four hundred meters? It looks like his name is Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. I remember Michael Johnson. And his timing actually is a lot quicker than I said. His forty three eighteen. And who comes after him? Michael Norman, and his is forty three fifty six. And who's after him? Uh, it looks like to be Wade Van uh, Nietrich. I can't really pronounce names very well, but that's what it looks like. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think you can run faster than what you're running now? Yes, sir. How fast do you think you could run the 400 meters? Right now, after getting out of boot camp, I would say most likely at least 46 seconds. My God. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I love, I love your confidence, Michael. I love your assurance. Thank you, I love your. I love your belief. Thank you, and sir. The, and Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock I should build my church and I believe that God is building something on top of you because of your belief because of that faith and I believe what you believe so if you believe that I too believe it because I believe what's inside of you yes sir and I would like to attach my faith to yours to pray with you cover you, you know, and help father you any way I can, because I think you are an outstanding young man. And you Thank have you, blessed sir. my life today. You have blessed my life. You have blessed mine as well, sir.
Wow. Goodness. And believe it or not, actually, for when I was in boot camp, I was like, I got to spread the word of the Lord. And I was thinking about doing like a a sermon in like my church. But this is even better. I get to get the word out there to the whole entire world instead of just my church. So you've been called into the ministry. Yes, sir. So how long have you been called? Did you know you were called? Um, so when I was at boot camp, I really felt like I was called to him and I had to spread his word. After mm-hmm. all the great things he's done for me in there, like I have had a lot of close calls in boot camp with my testing and but he never let me down. He always let me pass no matter what. And I prayed for my platoon and a lot of them did phenomenal as well. And I also prayed for my family when I was in boot camp. I had no contact with them. And he kept them all safe and sound. He answered every prayer in there. Every single one. And you were in boot camp for how long? Three months, sir. So 13 weeks. So do you know the exact date and time the Lord spoke to you and called you into the ministry? I would have to say May 23rd. Around what time? Mm, around 10, 15-ish. What were you doing at that time? I was getting ready to lay down because my family already had not left me, and I felt like I needed to pray. Were you feeling alone? Yes, sir. I was alone in the room. Getting ready to be shipped out the next day at like four o'clock in the morning. And so what did you hear at about that time? I heard that I was going to be okay. Mm. And he was going to protect me. And that I didn't have to worry about my family. And that I felt like as soon as like I felt that, I was like, I have to get the word out there too. As soon as I get out. You know, that was... When I went to Valley Forge Military Junior College, I had a similar experience, but I didn't know what it was. And I, didn't, and I really didn't know who it was, who was speaking to me. And so as I'm listening, you recall um, God calling you, it's kind of bringing up remembrance of when God called me. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. It, it, I mean, I, and I never thought about this before, but, you know, I, when I was in Valley Forge, um, when I first got there in 1986, um, I was terrified. Um, never had never left Lexington before. I wasn't the best student. I graduated 119 out of 121. But I just, I just, I, just, I believe that I can make it, but I didn't know how. And I recall God saying something similar to me, you know, that it's going to be okay, you know. I'm going to protect you. But I didn't know what it was. And, and it, it occurred after my grandmother gave me a Bible. Uh-huh. So my grandmother gave me a Bible and I heard the voice, but I'm like, Grant, did you say something? And she was like, no. And then I remember her saying, if you, if you hear the voice again, say, it's me, Lord, I'm ready to serve. And that's what I began saying. 
but I didn't know that that was a call of me into the ministry. But as I listen to you, I, I can I can feel the tug. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I sure do. It's a different kind of pull. Like God speaks to us, but it's a different kind of tug when we're being called into the ministry. Yes, sir. So is that, is that accurate, would you say? That is extremely accurate. Wow. That's amazing. And I, when I was in boot camp, I felt like I had to sacrifice something to him. Mm. So I was like, Lord, if you could help me and my family, which my family was my platoon or my company, get through this, please take like my happiness. Like, I want to give you my happiness. Mm. So I can serve you. So you was willing to sacrifice your happiness. Yes, sir. As an offering to the Lord. Yes, sir. So, I mean, you wasn't offering a paycheck. You wasn't giving your tithe. You wasn't talking about sewing. No, sir. Why your happiness? Because the Lord is the greatest thing known to man. I guess. Mm. Yeah. And knowing that he's there for me and everything he has done for my life for me and everyone else around me, not just me. He's done some pretty amazing things to me, but I've seen him do a lot better to other people as well. For instance, like when I was in boot camp, there was this guy, he played video games all day and he called to him and the Marines was the thing. And he said he was playing these video games and an ad popped up for the Marines and he knew as soon as he seen that he wanted to go. And he has a child and a wife. So the Lord in there as well. As they worship him, I could see the tears in his eyes of happiness and joy. And there was actually a couple other Marines in there that was in the ministry as well. Now, are you, I mean, is there a chaplain? Um, are, are there other religions there that are representative or just primarily Christians? Yes, sir. There was, like, we had the sign-up, like, it's on a little paper at every Saturday night, and it was the Protestants, and then it was, like, some Muslims, and they had, like, other religions as well. Like, it didn't matter what religion you were, they were going to let you worship. Mm. It's also <laughs> a spiritual aspect to Marines. There's physical, there's mental, and the thing they were really worried about and wanted us to really have was a spiritual aspect with God. Mm. We could talk to chaplains. We could do a lot of things in there just to worship. Like as we were praying, they would be silent for us and really respected it. And every night in our squad bay, we'd have our standby and devotion time, which was for praying. They gave us about 10 minutes every night before bed. And when we were going to church, they gave us around, I would say about two and a half hours. I didn't really have a time piece then, so I had to really just fill it out. Mm-hmm. but they gave us a lot of time for the Lord mm. so yeah. having a, a strong spiritual disposition is important it's very important for the military life and, and why is it so important for the military life could you elaborate <clears throat> yes sir so the way they explain it to us is if you have that spiritual aspect you want to be more into your work like you want to pray to the Lord and 
you're going to know he's there and you're going to be confident with what you do because you know it's the path you're going and you're going the right path. Instead of saying, oh, well, I don't really know if it's right. I'm going to back away. I'm not really confident with this. Kind of scared. But with the Lord, you know he's there. You know you're safe. You know you have his strength. And you can do anything you set your mind to with the Lord in your hands. Mm, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I never knew this. I never knew any of this. You know, and now I think about it, you know, when I was at Valley Forge, um, I didn't do a lot of praying. I mean, I, I was I was always trying to get drunk. Um, I was always trying to get off campus, do something, which I never could, you know, because I didn't have a lot. I had a lot of, a lot of opportunities. Right. But um, there, there was no opportunities for prayer. There was no opportunities for study of God's word at all. We had chapel, which was about as dry as toast. Um, but there was, you know, there was no opportunity for me to grow spiritually. And I just think it's, it's awesome that the Marines have provided a place for your, for your, for your faith to grow. Because it sounds that you've, you've grown in the last six months. Yes, sir. Like I said before, the three months I was there, I was close to the Lord. I went to church. You know, I still prayed to him. But after going through boot camp and coming out, I feel more close to him than I ever have in my entire life. It seemed like the tougher the times got for you, the greater your relationship with the Lord became. Yes, sir. I think that's a great lesson for us. You know, it's oftentimes when times get tough, we pull away from the Lord. But when times get tough, we have to hold on to the Lord much tighter. And this is what, you know, um, after the funeral, when we all came back over Cars Creek, you know, that's what I felt. I felt the family over there. And what I saw, I, I've never been in a place in which um, the person's physical appearance wasn't prevalent. It's like we were all in heaven almost. And I remember leaving thinking like, Wow, this is one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. And, and it, it was unfortunate that it came after a death, which was like a sacrifice, right? But I feel connected to everyone there. Like I've been texting everyone. And I don't know, I just feel like, um, I don't know, I just felt connected. And that's why I, I wanted you to be a part of this, um, of the podcast. And you have blessed me. You've blown me away. Thank you, sir. You have made me extremely happy to let me be on here and express my my word about the Lord. And believe Thank it or you. not, I prayed to him and I was like, Lord, if you could let me express your word, I will really express your word. Mm. And here it is. Another prayer answer. Amen. And and likewise, likewise. I mean, I'm so thankful that you agreed to come on. I'm so thankful that I met you. And it, it seems like the stars were aligned. Like everything was aligned perfectly. Yes, because sir. Because I, I stayed around um, and did not know why I was hanging around. And then I met you. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And then your name, Michael Michael. So what's your middle name? Aaron. Michael Aaron Michael. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to close out thanking Michael Aaron Michael. He is, as you've heard, a phenomenal man of God, that our country is in great hands and that, you know, God's going to bless all that he's doing. And he, he's running for, you know, to be in Olympics in what year, Michael? 
Um, I calculated it up. It'll be about four years from now. It'll be Olympic time trials. So hopefully at my end of my senior year of college, I'll be able to qualify for the Olympics. And this will be in 2028? I believe so. Yes, sir. That's what we're praying for. Let's pray right now. Father, we just thank you for, for first of all, this gathering. But God, we want to pray that Michael and Michael is on the Olympics in 2028. We're praying, God, you cover him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Father. May he not suffer any injury. May he not have any setbacks in his training. Matter of fact, God, may he have the spirit to run like a horse. Father, we're believing you're going to do great things for him because of his faith, because of his work ethic, because of his determination, but more importantly, because of his heart for you, God. God, continue to pour your spirit out on him. God, give him favor and give him room and continue to increase his wisdom. God, we put a hedge of protection around him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. There's no enemy, no spirit of darkness. Nothing can attack him. God, we're going to continue to be praying over him as a church and, and as a group of people that we believe in who you've called him to be. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. But thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Mikey, any, any last words you want to share before we close out? Uh, yes, sir. Just remember in the hard times, you got to embrace the Lord, not push him away. And another thing is, remember, it's meant to be. Everything that happens is meant to be. Mm. So always go to the Lord. And if you ever have a question, ask him. He's going to answer it. Always. And pray, pray, pray. Any scripture you want that you like to share, Michael? Um, let's see. I had a few little scriptures in my Bible from boot camp. I actually marked them. Let's see. So it's Romans 18. Well, 818. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. That so entire no, chapter is it's good. From 18 to 38, that's great. Yes, sir. And it's meaning like, no matter how hard times get, you will always receive something better mm. after that hard time is up. This is wonderful. Can you repeat that, please? Yes, sir. So for Romans 8, 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And with me tying into this, when I went through boot camp, it was it was rough. It was great, though. They, they're amazing people in there. And I really suggest to you, if you really want to get close with the Lord, the Marines is the way to go. They mm. are really close with that. And you can even go through there and become a chaplain and... It's really rewarding. He lets you struggle a little bit, but he always answers. Amen. And at the end, you get to be a Marine, and that's your, your giant reward from him. And so, so, Michael, do you have any social media that you're on, any platform if somebody wants to reach out to you? Um, yes, sir, of course. I am on Instagram, and my Instagram is Michael underscore Michael. 2022. Awesome. And I also have Facebook. Okay. It's my name, Michael Michael. And that's the only two I really have. You said, of course. Like, 
can you not have Instagram at your age group now, Michael? I mean, so even though you're a Christian, are you still, you know, misled on Instagram? There is some misleading things on Instagram. Like there's <laughs> a lot of like, so there's a lot of hate on like social media. So I try to stir away from it. So mostly on my feed, I have like motivational quotes for me and like the mm. Lord's quotes. Ah, so you control your feed. Yes, sir. Or you control your feed on Instagram. I like that. So you intentionally seek out more positive things than the negative thing. Yes, sir. The negativity in my life, I try mm. to close out really quickly. Mm. Unless I know that I can help the person. And I know the reason why they're being negative and I can help them later after they calm down. I'm always willing to help no matter what. I have no doubt that if you were here, Josiah would not have passed away. Thank you, sir. And so, and and I, I, I just felt led to say that, okay? I don't know why, but I just felt led to say that. That God pulled you away for a reason. That you were not supposed to be there. Yes, sir. So continue to trust God's leading, God's hand in your life. Continue to just trust what God is doing in your life. You know, the scripture says in Jeremiah, you know, that, you know, as well as Proverbs, that your gifts should make room for you. And so you have certain gifts inside of you that are making room for you. And I believe if you continue to just stay on the same path, continue to do what you're doing, all your dreams are going to come true. And not only that, you're going to lift up your entire city. All of those friends, everyone at that funeral, you're going to lift them up by your character, by your example, by the light that you're shining. So continue to do that. You are truly a star in that city. And we thank God for you. We thank God for you. You're a blessing. So just continue to do what you're doing. And I know that you have a burden to do, you know, to help out your home. And you would do that. So continue to do that. And anything I can do or the resources I have to help you do what you want to do, please let me know. Because I would like to stay in touch with you and continue to build a relationship with you because I think you are just a, a wonderful man to have in my corner and in my life. And I'm just thankful. For, I'm thankful for you. It's, it's great having you in my life, knowing that somebody wants me to help spread the word. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It would be an honor to have you in my life. And also have you come back on regularly and continue to talk and share. Yes, sir. Most definitely. I'd yeah. love to. And I, I like to set a platform up in which, you know, we invite young people and I have you on as a live guest and people can call in or, or come onto a Zoom and they can just ask you questions and we can just talk about it. How would you think be, about that? That'd be amazing. Okay. And, and you let me know. I know your, your schedule is tight. It's not going to be any time soon, but you got, and you could be, so, because you're not going to be back until December or January. Yes, sir. Okay. So when you come back, and this is going to be awesome, I mean, or, or if you have a break during that time period, you know, we'll, we'll be writing each other. I mean, you can't do, um, do phones. We can, we can write one another, but we'll stay in touch. <clears throat> Sounds good, sir. So I want to close out and just say thank you again to Michael for being on the show. And we're going to have him back, guys. As I said before, I hunt our country's in great hands because he's not the only one. There's other great people out there. But I'm just thankful to had an opportunity that he would come on and share before he becomes an international star in track and field and evangelism all throughout the world. That's what we're believing it for. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So we thank y'all for tuning in this evening and continue to follow us on Black Talk Radio. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on eohenderson509 at gmail.com. You can reach out to me on IG at ellisoneal365. As always, on Facebook at LSODU Henderson. We thank y'all for tuning in on Black Talk Radio, Black Talk Radio Network. Have a good night and God bless you. Join us again for the next installment of Iron Sharpens Iron, Talking Faith, where your faith is inspired, motivated, and activated. This show will be rebroadcast every Friday. Remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Peace and blessing until next time.